Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the files of the AYR. Yowiehunters.com Coonabarabran, the Newell Highway and the Pilliga Scrub. These names prick up the ears and get the attention of all Yowie enthusiasts. The Newell Highway is 120 kilometres of dark, lonely road connecting Coonabarabran and Narrabri. Over the decades, there's been numerous reports of high strangeness witnessed by both car and truck drivers while travelling that road. The Yowie is mentioned on the Wikipedia page of the Pilligo. And, according to many travel websites, that stretch of the Newell Highway through the Pilliga was voted as one of Australia's spookiest roads. Despite the Pilliga Princess, the jewel of the Newell, being hit and killed by a truck on the Newell Highway in 1993, some still say they see her spirit wandering the roads at night. You'll hear a little more about the Pilliga Princess shortly. Particularly during the 1970s and 80s, the Newell Highway gained a notorious reputation for Yowie sightings. Both car and truck drivers reported seeing Yowies cross the road, sometimes carrying or eating roadkill. Truck drivers told of having their rigs attacked at night while parked on the side of the Newell and many to this day refused to stop along that stretch of road. Back in the day, the closest fuel stop was a shell service station on the northern edge of Coonabarabran. Adorning the walls were photos of damage done to trucks while parked at night, including scratch marks, torn slats from trucks that were carrying stock and ripped tarps. It was a widely publicised concern among the trucking community. Many people who had sightings drove directly to the Coonabarabran police station to file an official report. In the AYR database and dated 1979, we have Constable Warren of the Coonabarabran police stating in the Queensland Times newspaper that truck drivers had erected signs along the Newell Highway, saying, Beware of Yowies. Quoting from our files, he says, It's really quite amazing. One Victorian driver, returning from Queensland, drove more than 50 kilometres at night with two blown tyres because he was too scared to stop on the side of the road. The driver said he would not take any chances. Constable Warren continues, One guy was asleep in the cabin of his truck when he heard a thump, thump. He 
said he was too frightened to investigate and drove his truck to Narrabri. When he got there, he found two running boards pulled clean off his truck. Another truck driver said he felt his tarpaulin being shifted while parked one night. He said when he got up the courage to investigate, he found that one side had been pulled down about 10 feet. Constable Warren concludes, Truckies have also reported to have found numerous footprints along the side of the highway through the Pilliger, which added to their concerns. You'll hear a lot more about the area surrounding Coonabarabran, the Pilliger and the Newell Highway in coming podcasts. I had my very own close encounter there with the Yowie in 1999, while on expedition with Gary Opert and Jeff Nelson. But I'll tell you about that another time. For now, I'll hand you over to Sarah Bignall as I say, Welcome to the Pilica. Dean wondered if you'd like to re-record your incredible encounter because the original files sounds really corrupted. Do you want to tell it, like start from the beginning... No worries, well, I'm 60 years old now, so the memory's not real flash. I can't remember exactly when it was in 1979, but I do remember it was around winter. It was um, there was a low mist hanging in all the gullies. Uh, I was driving from uh, Brisbane down to Shepparton, and my GDR Tirana XU1 with big spotties on, about 3 o'clock in the morning, and going through the Pilliga scrub. The spotties came in handy for the, uh, the odd kangaroo here and there, but uh, as I got closer to Coonabarabran, actually the sign said 10 kilometres from Coonabarabran. looked like a, a wild pig eating a dead kangaroo on the road, and it was huge. So I th- imagined it would have been a razorback. Anyway, as I got closer, I noticed it was taking up pretty much the whole road, so I'd slowed down to second gear, so it's going pretty slow. And I got a pretty good look at it, and this thing stood up. It would have been about probably eight feet high covered in shaggy, brownie coloured hair, and it just stood there looking at me. And I had my mate in my car with me, and, and he said, what the hell is that? And I said, I don't know. He said, pigs can stand up on their back legs. <laughs> I'd slowed down at that stage. I was in second gear, about to go into first, but I couldn't slow down enough. I was doing 90 mile an hour when I first saw it. I drove around it uh, close enough for it for my mate passenger side window, which was down, to go past it and pretty much touch it as we drove past. He didn't. He freaked. We um, went past it, and I did a hand braking, and a semi came up behind me, and he had his spotties on, and he was slowing down, and this thing turned around and looked at us, and then it picked up the dead roo. It looked like it was eating a dead roo. I picked up a dead roo off the road and dragged it off into the bush, and I grabbed the torch out of my glove box and took off after it into the bush. I was curious as hell, so... um, I just went in there and I realised after about probably, I was about 20 metres into the bush and I realised, hang on a sec, what are you doing? So I went back to the car and the truckie and my mate were having a yak. Uh, my car was locked. The truckie said, what did you see? And I said, I told him. And he said, I'll pop into the Ampol service station to Coonabarra Brown and have a look on the wall in the restaurant. So we went into Coonabarra Brown and pulled up at the Ampol there and filled up and had a look in the restaurant wall and... My mate was already in there, and he said, that's the thing we just saw. 
there's about half a dozen people in there and they turned around and they looked and they said, where'd you see that? And I said, just up the road, 10 kilometre sign it was. They said, oh, how long ago? And I said, oh, about half an hour ago. It was, it was eating a dead kangaroo on the road. And they said, oh, you need to report it. And I said, no, we don't. We need to get out of here because uh, 1979, you know, you, you can, I suppose even these days you consider it a bit of a weirdo if you spot one of them and tell your mates about it. Yeah, so we just jumped in the car and headed off to Shepparton and um, never said anything to anyone about it until later years when um, Dean contacted me. I was re-listening to your old one because I wasn't totally familiar with the Razorback Pig, so I looked up a picture and they are enormous. So what you spotted, yeah. your first thought was that it was a Razorback because it was so huge. Is that what made you think that? Yeah, and they're about probably uh, – Razorbacks are about hip height, probably about – you can get them six, seven feet long. They're huge, yeah, they're big. And you only get them around like places like Pilliga Scrub and along the Namoy River at Narrabri and that. But uh, yeah, that's, that's what we thought it was. And until we slowed down enough, we was, I was in second year at this stage trying to slow down because we, we were belting through the Pilliga Scrub at 90 mile an hour. You, you could in those days. Probably no seat belts on too. No, no, not in a Toronto actually one. Anyway, yeah, so when it stood up, we just went, holy crap, what's that? I couldn't slow down in time to pull up before it without locking it up. So I drove around it. I drove actually into the gravel on the opposite side of the road to me, drove around it, copped a, a bit of a whiff of it. It smelled a, a combination of um, uh, rotting flesh and uh, wet wool. Got close enough to have a look at its hair, and the hair was actually quite strong-looking hair and shaggy brown hair it was. Strong and, as in uh, um, like thick and lots of it? Yeah, very thick hair. And we got to see its face as well. So its face was pushed in a bit like a pugger, I guess you could say. Uh, had no hair on its face. We couldn't see its eyes reflecting in the lights. And it was, yeah, a real shock and a surprise. When it stood up, how tall do you reckon it was? Oh, I'm an ex-truck driver, so I reckon it could have looked in the windscreen at me in a semi. So what's that, about eight foot? Yep. Yep, that'd be, that'd be about right. Yep. Broad shoulders, uh, no neck. How wide do you think the shoulders were? Uh, would have been a good metre across the shoulders. Yeah, about a metre. Uh, had long arms. I do remember that. Um, its arms, well, I guess being eight foot tall, you would have long arms. In proportion to the body? In proportion to the body, they looked long. I couldn't see how long its legs were because its shaggy hair was hanging so low, hanging sort of halfway down its thighs. You couldn't see any sexual organs either because of that, all that long hair? No, uh, no, I couldn't see any, no. You're driving along and you spot this strange whatever it is that, uh, coming up in your headlights. What made you yeah. think it was something eating? How was it moving its body? Oh, it wasn't moving. It was uh, on its hands and knees and it was um, – uh, that's why we thought it was a pig. As a pig, it would have been as high as the bonnet on the uh, Tirana. It's when we got closer and backed it down. I had the spotties on full too, so um, got a really good look. Uh, when I'd slowed down enough to second gear, we would have been probably a good a good 50 metres from it, and uh, that's when it stood up. Crazy. It stands up. You said you did get a look at a face. Can you describe the face? You said it was a bit pushed in like a pug, but other than that. Yeah. face was black, and it, was, um, it had a, a flat nose, broad nostrils, uh-huh. 
I could see its eyes, but its eyes didn't reflect in the lights of the car. It had big hands, and the hands were partially covered in hair, but not a lot of hair. Hands like a gorilla. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Meaning the color and the fur on it? The size as well. They're large hands, um, very well padded, black padded. And you could see um, fingers and thumb. Oh, yeah, yep. When we went past it, I did a um, handbrake, so I had the spotty shining straight on it. It looked at us, turned around and looked at us, and then it bent over and picked up the dead roo and dragged it off the road. That's how I was able to track it into the bush. I just followed all the blood and guts into the bush with my torch. Were you able to see any expression on the face? No. No expression at all. You could see a mouth? Yeah, I could see a mouth. The mouth was broad, big lips. Open or closed? No, closed it was. It didn't move its face at all when you looked at it? I mean, I know you only got a quick look at it, but... It spun around when we drove past it and watched us. We sat there for a second looking at it and it looked at us and then it bent over and picked up the roux and walked off into the bush. It wasn't hurried at all. It just took its time. Describe that movement to me. I guess so. it's, it's on its hands and knees, stands up. Yeah. It gets up on its feet and stands there looking at us with its arms hanging. And when it bent over, it didn't lean on its knee or anything like I would. It just bent over, picked up the roux off the, off the road and, uh, and dragged it off. Bent over at the waist? Yeah. And did it use both hands or just the one, one arm? Just picked it up with one arm, one hand, yep. You said in your original report, picked it up like a footy. Pretty much, yeah. You hear about all sorts of weird things going on in the Pilliga scrub and what we saw on the restaurant wall at the Empire Service Station was um, drawings, uh, photos. There was a photo of a truck and the name on the side, the driver's side door of the truck had big scratches on it. There was um, drawings, drawings of it looking into the, the windscreen. It was interesting, stuff that was written there, dates and times and I wonder whoever got all that stuff because that's from last time I remember that service station's closed now. And this was back in 1979, you said? Yeah, yeah, 79. Lots of stories around that area, lots of encounters. I mean, you listened to the interview that I did with a recent, well, she actually had her experience 10 years ago, but that was at Hickey's Falls. Yeah. Pretty terrifying encounter. The creature she saw, she was estimating to be easily nine foot tall. It's pretty scary. Well, in 1990, I was driving back to Brisbane from Sydney. I was in the army back in those days, and I went through the Pilliger and I picked up the Pilliger Princess. Did you? Yeah, yeah, picked her up. Oh, yeah, she got in, a bit smelly. I said, where are you going? She said, Narrabri, and I was heading north, and and I drove her up to uh, where the Pilliger scrub pretty much ends before you get to Narrabri. She said, you want some sex? And I said, not really. <laughs> she told me what she'd do for me um, if I gave her 10 bucks. So I pulled over and I said, look, I'm really not into that. Anyway, I dropped her off. But um, 
Poor woman, imagine having to do that to make a buck. Yes, it is. And but she reminded me of Captain Pugwash. Remember the cartoon series years yeah. ago? Little round face, uh, big rosy cheeks, hair that stuck out underneath a Terry Chowling hat. The Terry Chowling hat was blue. Was she um, a white woman or was she an Aboriginal woman? Yeah, or what? No, I think she was white, yeah. How old do you reckon she was then? Oh, I reckon she would have been in her 60s back then. Right. Do you know anything about her story? No, no. The woman I interviewed who had the Hickey's Falls sighting mentioned that she'd found out that the woman was, that she'd lost her husband somehow and then lost all her mental faculties and ah, spent okay. the rest, however long, the years after that, yeah, selling her body for cash. Yeah. You know, camping out, a recluse, basically. I think I read that she'd actually been killed by a truck in 1993, like ran towards the truck and deliberately got herself run over. And that's how she passed From what away. I saw, the truck would have come off second best. Yeah, right. <laughs> she was short, like um, I'm six foot five, so she would have been probably a bit shorter than my shoulder height, say chest height. But she was as short as she was, she was the same dimensions wide, sideways. And there was nothing spooky about her? As I said, she was she, she, quite odorous. I'll give anyone a, a ride when I was back in those days, in the army days, and um, – yeah, I was really uncomfortable with um, her approach, I guess. Didn't want to be a part of it, so I dropped her off. I do know there's this legend around her and I think it's grown up that there are some stories that she's a ghost and you stop to pick someone up on the highway and then suddenly somebody's not there or, or suddenly she's in the back of your car. You're the second person now I've spoken to who actually – has met her and or, yeah. or knows that she was actually a real person. There's no ghost. There's no spookiness about this particular myth anyway. No, no, none at all. Physical person. Let's go back to you've stopped the car, got out of the car, followed this creature into the bush. What happened then? I could hear it crashing through the bush. I had the torch pointing down towards the ground because there were traces of blood and guts from the kangaroo. And I was following that. And I got to this really big tree in there and there was, I noticed there was like big scratch marks on the sides of the tree and I could hear it crashing through the bush further on. And that's when I stopped and turned around and, and looked back at where my car was because the spotties were still on. I thought, hang on a second, a bit of a dildo on this, mate. So I turned around and shot back to the car and, and the truck he had pulled up and the mate and uh, he, was, he was locked in the car talking through the window. To the truckie. He wouldn't even open the window to talk to the truckie. No, he, he reckons he was pretty happy he had his brown jocks on that night. And then what I does... spoke to the truckie for a minute and he said, yeah, yeah, those things are spotted around here quite often. And um, if you could pull into the Ampole service station at Coonabarabran, it's got all the information up on the wall there. Did the truckie actually see anything? No. So did no, he, he saw picked us. up the ruin left before he, he got yeah. there? You mentioned at the, the service station that people had said you should go and report that. Did they mean go and report that to the police? or No, actually. Um, there was a, a lady behind the counter and she asked us for information on it and I just said, look, it was at the 10K sign back there towards Narrabri and that's what we saw, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I looked at my mate and I said, you know, we need to take off. This is a bit creepy. We just jumped in the car and took off. What did you think it was? Like, what did it resemble? A gorilla. Yeah, but they're short, so um, 
this thing was huge. It gave you the impression that it was more an animal than a human. Over the years, I've pondered on what I saw and I've spoken to some people about it and to Dean as well. Given the sightings and uh, different things we've seen through the years, like I spotted the Min Min Light when I was driving road trains out out in the bush, Western Queensland, and yeah, who knows really what those things are. It could be a one aspect is uh, could be a demonic activity, yep. and that was confirmed maybe by Dean when he said its eyes blink sideways. Mm, we've had had three um, different reports of sideways blinking eyes, and we've also got another few in. Just a recent one of diamond-shaped eyes, too. Oh, okay. Very strange. The sideways blinking would be enough to freak me out, that's for sure. I'm not afraid of much. So um, there's uh, no Nyari activity around a railway tunnel in Landsborough, just west of here. Yet to go out there and have a look. Maybe next time Dean comes up here, we'll go there and have a look. These days, everyone's got a dash cam and carries a phone with a camera on it. I'm just wondering how long it's going to be before we actually get footage, actual footage. Most people, their encounters happen so quickly and suddenly and they're so shocked. Adrenaline pumping through their system, it brain slows down. It's hard to actually whip out your phone and get a photo in the few seconds usually that most encounters take to actually get a photo. I'm thinking there's possibly more chance with a dash cam yeah. That's just on. Absolutely. Yeah. When you're in the car with your mate in the Tirana and you see this thing up ahead, what did you say to each other? Was Nothing. It, no. mean, so you guys didn't say anything to each other. You just saw this creature coming up in the yeah, just Yeah, I just said to my mate, hey, have a look at this. What the hell's that? I said, it looks like a pig. And he goes, it's huge. It's taking up the whole width of the road. So back in those days, the width of the road would have been about three and a half metres. So it was actually uh, on the road or was it on the side of the road? Uh, It was right in the middle of the road and more on probably my driver's side, my carriageway. We were heading down into like a a small gully and then it was at the bottom of the gully and that's where the 10K sign was. And then it goes up the other side to the right a little bit. We slowed down, you know, four gear gearbox, so I slowed down to third gear and and he said, that thing's huge. You better pull up. And I said, I'm not going to pull up near it. And I got down to second year at that stage, and that's when it stood up. What did your mate say then? Nothing. He's, I looked at him, and his eyes were huge. Done a handbrakey. You actually end up having to swerve around the creature. When you're swerving and it's on your, your mate's side, you said it was close enough. If he'd stuck his hand out, he would have been able to touch it. Yeah. I reckon the mirror might have touched it. He close got a good, a good look at it. Got a good whiff too. And how do you feel about going out in the bush? Love to. Not frightened at all? Nah. I'm only scared of um, blonde ex-wives. A quick fact check I need to put to bed. Several years ago, a radio interview with an old man named Bongo was doing the rounds on the internet. He told, with an emotional, shaky and convincing voice, of a traumatic incident where a Yowie ripped the door off its car hinges in the middle of the night while stopped on the mule. He was a very good storyteller, and a lot of people were still talking about it, a lot of people believing it, and still do. But, let me tell you, it was a hoax. There was no local named Bongo. 
and the aged care home he mentioned didn't exist. If you'd like to read more about the Pilliger, you know where to go. Yowiehunters.com. Sightings, New South Wales. Thanks for listening. Thank you.